Welcome to NBC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm here with Brian Altano. Hi. Pear Snyder. Hello. And Tom Marks. Hello. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis, and today we're talking about a lot of stuff. Brian's finally going to get to talk about the art backlash of uh, the Link's Awakening remake. Finally an excuse to talk about Link's Awakening. Wow. I know, On right? IGN property for the first time in my thought? career. I've enjoyed all your articles about that. Thank it's awesome, you. man. Yeah. yeah. Harry's going to get to give you some of his opinions of the Direct last week, because he was not here, and Tom... Is going to talk about guess. Can you guess? It's Hollow Knight. He's Hollow Knight. Talk about Hollow Knight. <laughs> You're so excited. That can't be true. This is my week. I know. You and I had a fantastic 24 hours, by the way. Dude, we did. Where like things that we're really into got uh, e either sequels or remakes tailored specifically at us. Well, you were cheering up at Link's Awakening, and I was like, "That's crazy. I don't know what game I would cheer up for." And then I was in bed watching the <laughs> song trailer, just like, "I can't handle this." Like, I'm so excited. I really am excited to hear about what you guys think about all that stuff. But hey, mm -hmm. Pear, give us a quick recap of Nintendo Direct last week well, and your favorite things. For well, me. first of all, I, I wish a new Monster Hunter will I be know. announced soon for you so that you can join in uh, on, the, on the fun, obviously. Anytime there's a new Zelda game announcement, um, I get wings. You, you do, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Someone no, starts cutting onions in the room. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I really in, enjoyed the Direct. There were, you know... it. it it, it was a good length. There were some smaller titles, um, some kind of throwaway stuff like Assassin's Creed 3, which I would be more excited about if it looked a little better. I don't know what happened there. I did, I did hear it was mm. because of the stream and the footage actually did look better, but okay. something happened with Hope, the transmission. Hopefully that's true. And that's actually, that's um, that's that's a pretty good game. It's not as good as, as AC4. It's not as yeah. good as Black Flag, but it's it's kind of like the dour cousin of it. It's, it's the black sheep of the Assassin's Creed franchise. I mean, I think but, it's, but it's better actually than the better, first one. It's mm. better than you remember it has all this cool like whaling stuff and like you know kind of like snowed in stuff um with like icebreaker ships and stuff it's it's cool anyway i don't know if that version will be that great though hopefully it's better than what we saw no the the big announcements obviously for me were Link's awakening did not expect this one me neither i thought we'd get skyward sword remake before we got Link's awakening because this is a ton more work this is not just up resing they have to translate no they have to so, <laughs> I so mean, it, it looks almost the it's, same it's, it's still <laughs> tile based but they had to rework the whole way the systems work because in the original game you had like really confined screens and then it scrolls yes. this is actually untethered a bit so you have bigger areas that you scroll through in so in the overworld areas mm -hmm. you do in the uh dungeons you don't so those are actually black barred right now which i right. hope they do something with um even if they extend the brick texture or do like some sort of that's uh, right they do a one for one there um, yeah. but the overworld's interesting uh because it's in widescreen so you can see a lot of areas that you'd never see before yeah. which when, when you walk to the edges of the game will be the sea yeah because spoilers <laughs> it takes place on an island what but there are other parts in the game where uh, i think it would reveal secret areas that you haven't seen yet and show you uh different sections that are yet to be uh unveiled mm -hmm. and so i'm really interested to see how that plays out yeah and it then, was definitely a big surprise. And then we'll talk about the art style later. I I thought like just seeing it visually, I love it. That that's what I wanted Link Between Worlds to look like. That kind of like taking the simplistic trees of uh, Link to the Past and like get, give, giving them this kind of like sheen to it. I really like the way this looks. Yep. And I like the I like the depth of field blurring too. Yeah, um, there's a there's a photography style. It's tilt, tilt shift. Tilt, yeah. that, there yeah. it is. Thank you yep. guys. Um, which is really smart. If you've never seen it, they just Google tilt shift photography. It's it it's basically it makes people look like they are models on like a an architectural plan or something yeah. like that. You or blur like, the edges it, of the image. It looks like yeah. a little toy table now. You yeah. know, like a little island on your table. I, I totally dig it. I understand if that's not your thing. We'll talk more about that. But the um 
just really excited about this game. It has an awesome score. It's got a cute story that's very different from the other games. It's got some cool powers that we haven't really seen that often like the ability to push like the spiky stuff with your shield and, yeah you know like some of the or like the side scrolling portions like in zelda 2 but only in the in the dungeons with like jumping and all yep. that uh, I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to rediscover this game and then super mario maker 2 did not expect a 2 i thought they were going to remake it and yeah, supersize the you know upgrade the sharing tools and all that there's, there's a lot in there. The slopes thing is a really big deal. Totally. You can now make slopes, and they obviously played into that with the trailer, which was really, really well done. Um, totally dug that. Uh, I hope, I hope the people making auto run levels will figure out how to be a little bit more creative in the future. Like, no, I feel I mean, like they have slopes now. They're gonna be easier than ever. <laughs> I like, I, I love some of the auto run stuff, and they, there were some really cool ideas, but they just took over, and you couldn't yep. find any of the the more creative stuff. I um, love looking at Mario Maker too. It, it, it makes me think that like if you had taken a time machine and you showed me this game just as I finished Mario Three or Mario World back in the day, yep. that this would blow my mind. That this that there was this much going on that it's widescreen that there's like gi giant okay. Bowsers and yeah there's just so much cool stuff. Um, one of the things we talked about last week that is still yet to be seen is I I hope this isn't all of the art styles. I don't remember what the <laughs> what the rollout was for Mario Maker, but I I feel like we didn't find out about everything at once. I, I maybe I'm wrong. Feel free to c correct me in the comments. But I I, I actually replayed um, Super Mario Land Two Six Golden Coins over the weekend yeah. because someone has modded that game to be full color and oh, wow. so i played the rom of that i'll see you wow. in jail uh <laughs> and it's really cool and it's really interesting it's got a lot of interesting like unique things going on for it so i'd love to see them call back in that art style in some way i but would love to see some some game boy love in there yeah, yeah for sure yeah. but uh i mean all the amount of new items and new tools and auto scroll level controls i hope there's uh, more verticality too. I really wanted to build like some skyscraper uh, levels. Ooh, yeah. We'll see what's in there, in there. But it's uh, and and I hope we can port our old levels because I spent way too much time making those. What if there's a way to rotate the screen and do vertical levels, like with the flip grip or That'd something? That'd be cool. That'd be hard to do with your television. No, it's not. You just okay. get your friend to pick. <laughs> up you can the just phone. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Fire Emblem Three Houses. I actually was going to ask you guys. Um, you guys know I'm a huge fan of the series. I played every single installment in the Fire Emblem series since the very beginning. I didn't think this did a good job selling people oh. who haven't played Fire Emblem on Fire Emblem. That was my yeah. reaction to it. Like mm -hmm. because um, I, I don't know how did you guys feel? It it sold me a little bit, but okay, I think good. I am a very small portion of people who would be drawn to that because it reminded me of an anime that I would want to watch. I don't okay. think. A whole ton of people like strategy games, and I don't know how big that cross section is. Right. <laughs> I, I see what you're talking about, so. though, in that it felt like a trailer for people who already knew what Fire Emblem was, rather mm -hmm. than like a trailer to sell people on it. It's like a Dynasty Warriors trailer, right? Yeah. Where like you look at it, and if you haven't played a game, you're like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be into this. Maybe it's almost like the E3 trailer, which was only two minutes long, yeah. was that trailer. And then this trailer was just for Fire Emblem fans yeah. who were like, okay, this is what this game is actually about. We haven't told you much yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I do I'm, love the like Game of Thrones setup of the three houses. They yeah, really kind of really showcased cool. a that a little trailer. bit more. You got to see more about the the style. Obviously, the this, this series has really cool animated cutscenes. Yeah, they're so good looking. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I felt like there was a little bit, there was a little bit of a kind of like a core, a uh, little bit heart, heart missing to make people care. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, 
I'm at the point where I am fully capable of stating that there are about three or four minutes, sometimes more, in every Nintendo Direct that just straight up aren't for me. Yeah. And that's okay, because usually those are the moments where I'm like jotting down notes on my phone about what I'm going to do when I get Mario Maker 2 or, <laughs> you know, just going crazy in anticipation of what they're going to bookend the the the, the event with, which yep. this time around was Link's Awakening, so I was a very happy boy. But yeah, this I, I watched it, and I'm like, this looks gorgeous. I don't know if this will be for me, mm -hmm. um, but I'm happy it'll be for others. Still going to make you play it. Uh, you are? <laughs> and then the, just the final two things. So obviously there was a ton of stuff in it, um, but uh, Astral Chain, really nice surprise from Platinum. Can't can't say yet. I'm getting it yet. I like the I like the style, and obviously Platinum is a very capable developer. But I can't really tell what that game is. It it looks very Bayonetta to me for now. It was very much a this exists sci-fi Bayonetta, right? It was yeah. Like, hey, here's this cool thing we're doing. We'll tell you about it later. But yeah. knowing this developer, they're they're pretty they're pretty clever with their gameplay mechanics. So I think yeah. uh, I'm sure there's more to this game. And then the sm the Smash update tease. I know some people were disappointed <laughs> that they didn't show more. <laughs> But basically, it was a reminder that basically said, oh, yeah, yeah, we got all these characters coming out, all these announcements coming out, but there's more. And I, I actually think the actual reveal will be pretty sizable. I think there'll be a, a pretty sizable and important new mode added when, they're, when they go out of their way to say, oh, don't forget, update three will be... You know, we'll be coming. Well, I'm excited for when that comes. I know. I'm but pair, I'm surprised you skipped over Box Boy, which is like, <laughs> oh my God, I forgot Box Boy. Box <laughs> Boy, <laughs> the Friday, most important franchise in Nintendo history. I think so too, yeah. I uh, think this is going to be the AAA franchise that really, I, I think they're projecting 25 million units sold. Box Boy is this franchise where when you look at the graphics, it's the game designer saying, ignore us. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because we did the game we wanted to make and not the game you want to see but if you play it they're really really cool they're yeah. really clever little um little puzzle games and in the trailer they showed how many different levels there really are you know they got their little jose otero version of box boy <laughs> too right what's his name cutie cutie yeah yeah, yeah he's the great. tall one yeah um if you haven't played these games uh you know they were previously only on handheld they never made it to the wii u mm -hmm. uh just small clever super charming brain busters where you have to figure out how to overcome obstacles and when you beat some of the harder levels you'll feel like the smartest person in the world so yeah. it's real nintendo game design genius at work but the package is Muted. AAA, yes. wildly expensive, and some of the biggest yes. gaming action pack moments. Ex the, the Fortnite Explosive. killer, I think For they those of it. you who are bad at catching on to sarcasm. <laughs> yes, it's not true. It's, it's the Fast and Ryan. the Furious <laughs> of game design. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what they call it, right? I mean, that actually sells me on this, though. Okay. It is about family. You haven't played them yet? <laughs> no, well, Box Boy... The, you love it. It's the type of game where I would have... I missed it on handheld, and if this had come out on 3DS, I probably would have missed it again. And mm -hmm. the fact that it's on Switch and I can just take it anywhere is yeah. very, very exciting. Yeah. So I, I read the MPD projections, and they're saying it's going to topple Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be the best game ever. Like, just throw away Link's Awakening. It's garbage, right? Like, yeah. Let's just play Box Boy. I can't agree. believe they got it to run on the Switch. I already got a cutie tattoo. It's the length of my entire body. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, what we've been alluding to, the somewhat controversial opinions of yeah. some people from the reveal of Link's Awakening. There have been multiple threads on our Facebook group with almost 100 comments each uh -huh. about the art style of the new Link's Awakening remake. Yes. 
Brian. Let's talk about it. How do you so, feel about that? First of all, really look like this a has never game. happened before, Brian. What? Brian. Talking about like like people, no. people complaining about an art style in the Zelda game. Oh, so, yeah. As everyone right. knows, this has happened before in 2001 when Wind Waker was revealed for the GameCube. Everyone was incredibly disappointed because the original demo that they showed for the quote unquote dolphin yeah. uh, looked like a better version of Ocarina of Time Link almost. Yes. If I'm remembering that correctly. So when they revealed Wind Waker, people had a lot of things to say and said it was childish and not mature and not it dark enough, et cetera, et cetera. Sort of a bait and switch, I think. Yeah. You know, no no uh, fish pun intended <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but there was no. the expectation it would look like the demo, right? Yes. And that's yes. why people were disappointed. That was well, the problem. Also, and this is this is part of my theory here, is that I think that uh, games like Ocarina and Majora's Mask split the timeline for Zelda fans in terms of what they did expect from uh, this franchise going forward to look like. And they wanted something that was leaning more and more towards realism, which is what Twilight Princess, I think, came the closest to. Breath of the Wild a bit, but even that is like, you know, very, very uh, sort of, I would say, impacted by watercolor paintings and, mm -hmm. and like, you know, a, a open open landscape paintings and stuff like that. Uh, and Wind Waker came along and they're like, it's a it's a chibi cartoon with like a, 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 a chunky little boy with a fat head. And he's got, you know, very animated eyes and everything over the top is eccentric and goofy and attacking you with a bright color and swirls and explosions and stuff like that. And people were pissed. Yeah, they were. We look back at it mm -hmm. now and we recognize it It looks great. It's aged super well. The cartoony figures made it look at the easier. So it good. made it easier to animate uh, facial expressions. Yes, yeah. definitely. And um, we are looking at the HD version. If you're watching, uh, this was remade for the Wii U, which God, I hope, comes to the Switch. Um, it can wait in line behind Link's Awakening right now. But uh, this, I, I would say if you ask somebody in 2019, what they thought of Wind Waker, and they said it was ugly or they hated the way it looked, they would be very much in the minority. Well, you know? the the funny thing is that it doesn't it didn't even take until 2019 to have that opinion come around. Yeah. Because Wind Waker came out, there was a very hostile reaction towards it, very divisive, and then Nintendo was like, okay, 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 we'll go real moody, and they did uh, Twilight Princess, yep. and they went very dark, kind of gritty, trying to be realism. Mm -hmm. And then by that time, everyone was like, Actually, we kind of like the cartoony look. And so then on Skyward Sword, they were like, all right, we'll go back that direction. Right. We went back to this, not as cartoony, but brighter, more caricatures. And it's, I think, I, I wrote a piece about how Zelda, I tried to count up all the different art styles Zelda has Great had, piece, by the way. Because yeah. they, they've been, I think Zelda more than any other Nintendo series is so experimental in the look of their mainline games. Obviously, this was pointed out to me uh, by somebody on Twitter that, you know, the Mario spin-offs are very experimental with Paper Mario and stuff, yeah, but, yeah. but the actual mainline Mario games, a Goomba looks like a Goomba looks like a Goomba. Yes. And Zelda is very, very risky with their look. Um, and I think that Wind Waker actually had one of the biggest impacts on Zelda's look as a whole going forward because the even if the Toon Link look isn't used in actual game models, mm -hmm. Toon Link is used in all of the marketing material for tons of games. All right. the Four Swords Adventure stuff, they didn't look exactly like Toon Link in game, well, but they looked like Toon Link in marketing material. I totally agree, and I think that Toon Link uh, sort of... Uh, it, weirdly enough, inspired the look of the most amount of Z Zelda games based based on it. Right, like there's one Skyward Sword. There's uh, Twilight Princess, I believe, is replicated in like what Link's crossbow training, yep. yeah. like and like that's about it. Maybe some other things, but um, Toon Link and Wind Waker inspired Phantom Hourglass, uh, Spirit Tracks. Um, 
uh, what Triforce Heroes. I actually uh, think Breath of the Wild too. If you look at the monster design agree, yeah. and the kind of cell shaded yeah, look, yeah, brought back the cell shading. That, that sure. is closer to Wind Waker than it is to Twilight Princess, honestly. Yeah, yeah and so I think, and, and, and to get to my point earlier, I think that like uh, uh, some stuff like Fierce Deity Link, who is like very aggressively deviant art, and he's very <laughs> much like I he like is. him. Yeah, uh, and like no, he's cool. He, like he's he's got some good stuff going on for him. But that game was so like overtly dark, and it's in your face, and people thought that this is what it's supposed to look like. And Ocarina of Time had a lot of really dark moments. But if you go into the Kakariko Village in that game, mm-hmm. everyone running around that game is an, an idiot cartoon character. <laughs> they're like there's like that lumberjack with a log, and he's just like Duh! and like they're just they're great. They're great characters. They are hyper stylized, over the top. Back to the Roots of Zelda itself, um, it's 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 I would say like inspired by Tolkien and and like these chubby little elves and they're all it's all you know Katsuya Tarada who created a bunch of the conceptual artwork for Link's Awakening, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. It's very sketchy and it's it's that's a little more realistic going. Um, and so Link's Awakening, I find the backlash, which again is admittedly small, and I hate the type of journalism that's like people are mad and it's like three people. <laughs> the right? internet is upset. I hate that. And so, but I think that. This has been just big enough that it's worth talking about. It sparked a lot of discussion. Yeah. And so the bait and switch that we talked about with Wind Waker in terms of here's the tech demo for the GameCube Zelda, here's the thing you got. People saw the trailer for Link's Awakening and they saw this really gritty anime uh, cutscene at the beginning. And then it kicks into this whimsical, toyetic, candy like <laughs> world. Yeah. Where everybody's got these like funny little Mickey Mouse eyes and everything looks like it's made of like, you know, candy. Yeah. And so I want to point out that, A, uh, that's what the original game did. The original game had multiple art styles within it to delineate certain narratives. And it starts with a very anime-inspired pixel art cutscene, and then it kicks into top-down pixel art where everyone's got beady eyes. All the human characters have these you know, funny little black eyes like that. And then there are key moments in the game that cut to sort of like a full-screen image that look a little bit different. And so this... Uh, I think, to me, is very much inspired by the art of the original. And if you look into a lot of the details on that, that's where this came from. But I can see mm. why people are upset that it doesn't look like the opening cutscenes. But that that split has always existed in this game. It, mm. And in classic uh, games, right? Yeah. This is an, a game from an era where... Even the title screen graphic of Mega Man looked different from Mega Man, you know, yeah. like there or or the box art always looked different. Um, that's kind of like a classic gaming tradition. I, I don't mind that split at all. I, I was actually surprised at some of the backlash, and I think it's mostly because of the Link character design and the little black eyes. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, are there, are there people out there who look at the graphical style and don't like that toyetic look too? I think or, so. Yeah. I mean, it's I, it's almost reminiscent of like Nintendo Land, which yeah, I love. It Nintendo does look Land like Nintendo Land, right? I love Nintendo Land, but I don't know if that's necessarily the, the Pikmin right. levels, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Weirdly yeah. enough, it feels a lot like 3D Dot Game Heroes, which mm-hmm. was a yeah. PS3 <laughs> exclusive game that was unabashedly Zelda knockoff. Yeah. Um, and it was Minecraft Zelda. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. It was very voxely. It was really cool in its own right. It had that um, depth of field blur, which the Yoshi demo has now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my, my theory is that this game is possibly running on Unreal Engine 4, because so is that demo, which huh. is really interesting. Um, but no, I think that like we should celebrate the various art styles that Zelda goes through. Tom, I think your your article did a great job of pointing that out. Um, I think that some people will always want realistic Zelda, and some people always want the chunky little elf. And <laughs> I think I fall on the ladder, but uh, yeah. 
I, I hope like both. Some I hope, people can like both. I agree. Yeah, me too. I hope I hope people come around on this one, uh, and I hope people give it a shot. And also, I'm just like quietly geeking out, thinking about all of the merchandise and <laughs> Amiibo and weird stuff that's going to come out for this. You know what this is like for me? This is like if I had Christmas like a old too. No, it's like if I had an old penny, a dirty old penny in my house that is suddenly worth three thousand dollars. Or like twenty five years later, I'm like, I have this thing, and everyone's like, put your filthy, dirty old penny away, and oh. now they're like. Uh, we polished it, and everyone wants it. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> like, I held on to some currency that's now valuable, so don't expect me to never shut up about this. I This announcement just made me so happy, because you, you've talked about how it's your favorite Zelda game of all time I, on this show a couple of times. I replayed, we had a three-day weekend, and I yep. replayed the DX version over the weekend, because I was kind of jazzed on it, and it still really holds up, and it's still really smart. Um the game is really funny and quirky and whimsical. Yeah, I think it's it got really all these little Mario elements in it. You yeah, know, if you're wondering, that's in the original game as well. Yep, yep, yep. Goombas. Yeah, we saw a lot of questions about that too. So, yeah, um, yeah it, I think it still holds up. If you want to play it now, it's available on 3DS for like four bucks. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, wait until 2019 yeah. at yeah. some point and play it on Switch. And I'm sure people will look back on it in the future and think it's adorable and wonderful and right. want more games in that art style. Yep. Dude, real quick. <laughs> I want Wind Waker, Waker too, by the way. <laughs> One last note on that. Uh, if you're unhappy with this art style, go back and look at the last 2D Zelda game, which was Triforce Heroes, because that game looks dumb and bad. Well, <laughs> I would say I, I'll add on top of that that the like candy-like claymation stuff going on here is infinitely more interesting than what happened in Link Between Worlds, which is a game I love. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good game, game with a kind a of a weird look. Yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff in that game that just doesn't totally gel aesthetically for me. And uh, again, I love that game. I'm actually probably going to replay it next. Just yeah, I kind of want to play it again. I've been, but, I haven't but, really... But the, the, last two, the last two 2D Zelda the games Link Between Worlds and Triforce Heroes felt like games. When you go back and look at them now, they feel like games that are attractive enough, but don't really like they lack a sort of direction to them. Right. They and, don't have style. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And this yeah. game very much looks like it has they picked a style and they leaned into it. And I like that a lot more. Yeah. The, yeah. the debate I'm infinitely more interested in around this game is should it be $60 or should it be 40 or 50 right. That's, to me, a way more interesting question because it's based on a, a video game that cost $30 when it launched. It was, But it's yeah. a whole new game. I, I'm with you. And <laughs> I'm, I'm also the worst person to ask because yeah. I would pay $200 for a version of this game that came with just a real egg. <laughs> like, a real egg. I'm I'll totally bring, I'll bring in an egg for you. Brian yeah. wants an egg. Yeah, come on. But hey, If you, you guys know, have eggs and want 200 bucks, Brian. But, <laughs> Hey, something else was announced that is also very important to someone else at this table, and that is a Hollow Knight sequel. And Tom was telling me that this is incredibly unexpected. Dude, it's so crazy. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, I've been getting a lot of really nice messages on Twitter of people being like, I saw this trailer and I thought of you immediately. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's thanks. That's the sweetest. That's I felt, too. So thank you to everyone who's been saying those nice things. But yeah, so this is super unexpected. So on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday before the direct, the Team Cherry, the people who make it, uh, which is like three guys, it's amazing that this team is so small and they're making what they do. Uh, they put out a tease that was like, we're going to show Hornet, who's this character, who's the main character of Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is the sequel. We're going to show her next adventure. We're going to tease it on Thursday. And I was expecting them to show something in the direct because they're in Australia. And so when they announced the direct was Wednesday afternoon, I was like, okay, that's Thursday morning in Australia. So maybe it's in the direct. And then it just wasn't. Um, the story behind this is that this was a Kickstarter stretch goal for Hollow Knight. Mm. There was a stretch goal that was like, we're going to add a playable character, which is this character Hornet. And this was years before Hollow Knight came out. And this goal was met. 
and everybody has been expecting this. And then when they did uh, God, God, I can't remember the name of it, God something, the last big update for Hollow Knight, they said this is the last major content update. And everyone was like, wait, what about what about Hornet as a playable character? This was a stretch goal. You guys said you were going to do this. Uh, so when they announced this, everyone just expected it to be a... Mm-hmm for an expansion for Hollow Knight because they said, you know what, previously they'd said, you know what, we can't just add her as a playable character. She needs her own thing. It wouldn't make sense in the game world. We need to give her her own little campaign. So it started as a little campaign and somehow between it's going to be a little campaign add-on for Hollow Knight and now they were like, we made it too big. It's a deal. It's a new game. And so it's, it's got 150 entirely new enemies where the original game only had 140. So there are more unique enemies in this game than the original. Oh my God. Apparently they have made so much content planned for it already that they're thinking of already breaking some of that off into DLC because it's getting too big. And Hollow Knight was a 30 plus hour game pre DLC. Uh, It is a completely new thing. Hornet, the main character controls differently she has a different sort of mana system she has different abilities instead of as far as i understand it they haven't said a ton but as far as i understand it, instead of like upgrading her weapon like you did in the original hollow knight there's a whole crafting system where you can craft traps and you can craft weapons that you like throw at enemies mm. and do different things what so there's a whole new thing in that there's gonna add they're gonna add like a quest log because they it's so there's actual quests you can go through now there's all these stylistic differences too like the game looks colors there's more colors. Yeah, there's more colors. Yeah. Hollow yeah. Knight, the first one was like, everything was very dark and Purple, black, but black, then there would yeah. be like one color per area. This one, it seems like they're doing sort of mixes, which is it, really makes a difference. It was a much more subdued looking game. And this one this one just has so much more going on, especially in the Vibrant. background, all like the fireflies and stuff like that. It's yeah. really beautiful. Uh, and then the other weird thing that they mentioned in a dev update that they did this like 20 minute, just like talking about how this happened because it was so unexpected. Uh, they said that, the original Hollow Knight came out of a game jam about like delving down and going underneath, and so the whole game was themed around digging deeper and deeper and deeper into this into Hollow Nest, the place, the kingdom. Uh, apparently, this game is the opposite. This game is all about getting to the peak of some mountain or some crest, and so oh, instead of being down, yeah, I guess <laughs> instead of being down, you're actually as Hornet exploring up. And once you get to the top, that's where the big thing is going to be. So the game should get brighter as you progress. Oh, Potentially. that would be cool. Potentially. Like, we don't know. I mean, Unless there's a black sun. That's, yeah. well, there's the chance. The, the surface <laughs> of Hollow Nest is not a bright place, so it could yeah. be. I am so excited. I think the character looks so fun to control. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I can't believe this is a sequel and not <laughs> just like an expansion. It's really amazing to me. And it is. It got me genuinely emotional to know that we were getting more because we were talking about this right before the show. This idea of games like uh, Shovel Knight right. and Hollow Knight, where they made all these Kickstarter promises and then they have to just be developing one game for years and years and years. You have a potential of painting yourself into a corner in right. a situation like that. And mm. I feel like they found such a clever way of getting out of that corner where yep. they're like, you know what? We're going to take one of these stretch goals and we're just going to make it the next game we make. Um, and everyone who backed on Kickstarter gets this for free. That's so, amazing. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. So and, yeah. so as a stretch goal, it is still a stretch goal. And so I think that works in their favor because this game sold really well. Like Incredibly it, well. It sold 250,000 copies in the first three days on Switch. Whoa. Oh my that's God. That's a lot. 250 in three. It's, I'm sure it's, it sold over a million, I know, and these are old numbers, mm-hmm. but over a million on PC. So I'm sure it sold millions of copies, which is also why it's launching... Silk Song is launching on PC and Switch first, and then they said they might bring it to other consoles. They don't know. They just 
they're literally three people making this game. But apparently it sold well enough on Switch that Great. they're doing a simultaneous release for it. Yeah, I saw it so in the cool. top 10 in the eShop for quite a while. So it's been, you know, there's certain games that hover. Like yeah. Overcooked yeah. 2 will like never drop out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Hollow Knight was in there for quite a while. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I'm, good. I'm good sorry success. for just like monologuing. No, like, you're no. no. So exciting. <laughs> I do have a last question. What yeah. did you give Hollow Knight on our scale? And what would the sequel have to do to make it better? Uh, I genuinely don't remember nine nine four nine three something it was around there. Amazing. Low mm. low nines, low mid nines. Go um, look it up. It is it is an amazing game. What would it have to do better? Is a really interesting question. Nine point um, four out of ten. Tom Marks. Hey, nine point four. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways to answer that. I think one of the biggest things is it needs to be not as debilitating to play out the get-go. I know a lot of people who drop off of Hollow Knight after four hours because they're like, this game is mean. It starts out and you don't have a map. You don't have any way to find yourself on the map. You don't have, like, you have to buy the thing that marks you on the map. And then you have to... The checkpointing is pretty unforgiving. It's also like like a... Hard to find your way around. It's it's a very... Drab first few hours. It like is just in general, visually uh, and and just like, just playing it. It's just it, and you push past it and it gets better. But then you ride your first bug ca- taxi. And <laughs> yeah, and they is... showed those off in the trailer. <laughs> the new ones of those. Um, so a faster paced intro. I think I think something to introduce you to the game a little better because I think a large part of what this game was born out of and I. I hate making this comparison. I specifically did not say the words Dark Souls in my review because I don't <laughs> want to compare it to it. Um, I think that the, the Hollow Knight Silk Song and Hollow Knight as a whole has moved past probably what that was because I think Dark Souls was definitely an inspiration for this game. Right. And I think the game has grown out of it. Mm. And I would not be opposed to seeing it leave behind some of those things like in Hollow Knight when you die, you drop all of your money and you have to go back and fight your ghost to get the money back. I wouldn't be opposed to just like those mechanics not being in the game mm. and them treating it a little bit more like a traditional Metroidvania and moving away from some of that stuff. Cool. So, Brian, when Link's Awakening was announced, everyone thought of you. When Hollow Knight mm. was announced, everyone thought of you, Tom. And when we got this rumor earlier this week, <laughs> everyone tweeted and texted me. <laughs> and the rumor is that Scalebound is being revived as a Switch exclusive. Oof. And let me emphasize rumor. <laughs> what a noise. If you're confused, yeah, if you're confused, she is Khaleesi. She is the mother of all dragon uh-huh. games. Um, this originally was supposed to be an Xbox One exclusive. I was incredibly excited about it. Uh, I, I guess the best way to describe it is you play as a cool, edgy dude who has a pet dragon, and it's an action RPG. And Platinum, right? Yeah, yeah. Platinum. And also He's got there Beats was, by Dre headphones. Yeah, and there was mm-hmm. also some co-op um, options as well. The initial trailer showed him playing with some buddies, and like all of that just speaks to me on many different levels. But it got canceled on my very first day at IGN. Oh, um, <laughs> Yep. You did I didn't it. know that. I know. Yeah, my very first day of I- I- IGN, we got the news that this was canceled. Were you sad? I was incredibly sad. I almost cried. No. Did we hire you to cover but, this game? <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe. Why didn't you just fire me that day? It's like, oh, just kidding. This game's not coming I out. I wouldn't do that. I also don't have that power. So this <laughs> this came from Nintendo Insider. That looks so cool, though. Uh-huh. It Come looked on. awesome. I was so excited for it. But um, this comes crab, from Nintendo right? Insider, and they the say they said... Kragen. I have confidence in my sources to report that it is my understanding that Scalebound has been resurrected as a project to be released as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Given Microsoft's previous involvement, it remains unclear to me whether development has been completely rebooted from scratch or, at the least, its ambition scaled back. Right. Um, Further to this, I believe that Scalebound is likely to be the game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo is reviving that Game Informer senior editor had hinted at on Kind of Funny Games last week. Um, 
and on top of that, a previous creative producer with Platinum Games, um, Jean-Pierre Kellams, highly doubts that these rumors are true. Mm. So, so we don't know. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. But yes. I think that the concept of Nintendo resurrecting a dead game uh, is definitely feasible. Especially in, if Platinum is like, yeah, hey, we yeah, have all these assets. Before. Well, uh, also in an era where everything they ship sells like crazy. Like yeah. this is, you know, it's very different than going back in like the Wii U era and being like, we're bringing out the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some speculation that it could potentially be Project Hammer, which is oh a... Oh my God. V- what is which that? Very different game to Scalebound. Uh, much, mm. much smaller, I would say, based on what we saw so far. Uh, it was a Wiimote driven game about sw- uh, giant man who swung a hammer around a city and broke stuff. I don't so. buy that. that is <laughs> ever coming. That's an NST title. I don't buy that's ever coming back. Really? No way. You don't think so? Project Hammer. That's like, then you might as well go back to the old retro games, like so, car combat or whatever. The thing with Scalebound is that uh, the it was canceled because, it, from what I hear, it wasn't working. Like, it was... Right fundamentally not I've coming heard, together and it was over budget and, and over mm. time and I've heard so many different things I've also heard that they I can't remember exactly who said it is but I, I recently read an article that um, fans were expecting too much from the game and they were worried that this game would never live up to those expectations so they canned it because of as that was one of the reasons. Wow. Thanks a lot. And that's fans. why they don't want to show a lot of exclusive Xbox games well before they're ready to be released because they don't want to have overly high expectations on games. I personally don't think but they should show any games well before they're released because <laughs> that never goes well for anybody. Yeah, that's very true. Like, all the footage is basically just fine fighting a giant dragon and a crab. Right? Yeah. It's very interesting to rewatch this, though, because I haven't rewatched this footage in a long time Same. and how much the character designs just look like Final Fantasy XV now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is very funny to me in retrospect. <laughs> the other thing, though, Got is... It. it could I found a new recipe. <laughs> this could also be... If it is true, and this is a game that is being resurrected on Switch, I think that one of the things that you you mentioned is this could be a completely different game that just mm-hmm. uses the name and maybe some of the aesthetic, right? Like right. this could be like when Prey Two was rebooted and was just not the same in any way besides uh, a name. I know well, this joke has been thrown around a lot, but I have to say it. A lot of people are saying it might be scaled down. Oh <laughs> God, I like that yeah. because it's coming out on the Switch. Scaled down and Switch bound. <sighs> I mean, if you took the IP and the character models and the assets and the music and all the stuff that went into what this is, and you rebuilt a new thing from the ground up for Switch, I'd be super into that. There's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of work to create all that art, all those yeah. characters, all those skins, all of that. Yep. It'd be smart for them to reuse it if they haven't reused some of the pieces in other games before. My I always money. wondered where that stuff goes, by the way. Mm. Like if you build you build a ninety into, foot tall crab and then your game gets canceled. It goes into you, <laughs> creature heaven. Can you sell it to like a mobile dev? The in Unreal China? Asset Store. I've I've yeah. also heard heaven. <laughs> some speculation that maybe Platinum took some aspects of Scale Down and put it in Astral Chain. Mm-hmm. Which I hope is or Bayo three. Yeah, I mean, there could they could do a lot of things with the assets that they made. If Bayonetta fought that crab, that would not be un, unusual for her. It no, wouldn't, wouldn't be. It would not. No, maybe they'll give her a pet dragon. My or money, my money is on <laughs> Scalebound is dead, and this is all just talk. But don't kill my dreams. I'm sorry, Tom. Casey. I'm sorry. Twice. I'm sorry. I literally said last week what announcement would they have to make on the Nintendo Direct to make me cry, and it's like announce Scalebound for Switch. <laughs> so, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said that last week, and then like. 
four days later. I'm just trying to protect up. you. Just temper the hype. If I'm this doesn't happen, I'm tempering hard. <laughs> if this doesn't happen, Casey, that means this game where you were really looking forward to was basically canceled twice. Yeah. Could you? Is oh, there I'm someone you can gone. ask uh, without getting banned from Twitter? Oh. On whether this game is coming. Someone please just DM me, I guess. <laughs> there you go. About yeah. Scalebound, please. Yeah, that's all she ever Only wanted. Only Scalebound. Yeah, that she specified. Anything just with first. dragons, but this one especially. Well, yeah. pet dragon, action RPG, co-op, giant monsters. Like. I feel like we're really <laughs> underplaying the crab part here. This yeah. is a big a, component. The giant crab falls under the, the <laughs> giant monster umbrella. Yes. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Uh, some more kind of sad news, but maybe better in the long run, is that uh, Shovel Knight is delayed from its original April 9th release, and this is specifically King of Cards, Showdown, and the Treasure Trove Amiibo 3-pack. Mm. Um they said um, Yacht Club Games said the delay will allow for the developer to bring these to the highest level of quality, just as we have with previous Shovel Knight games. So they delayed it to make it better, which sounds fine. No, yeah. Amiibo delayed. Those yeah. have been on my, like, I pre-ordered <laughs> them, like... A decade ago, I, I think, oh and they keep on oh, getting yeah. pushed. I yeah. saw the uh, <laughs> prototype mock-ups of them in a yeah. glass case, like two packs primes ago. Mm. Like they're they were there, but I mean, I don't. I feel like they don't want to launch them until the the the, the contents there. Yeah, I feel um, like the, the delay, the amiibo delay, is one hundred percent just tied to the yeah. software delay. Yeah, but they're really gorgeous looking, which is cool. Such a it's a weird. Weird amiibo release, you know, like <laughs> these these kind of smaller characters that aren't that well now known. Well, mm -hmm. it's a it's an assist like trophy in Smash, so yeah, that's true. I, I yeah. saw uh, the the Yacht Club Games guys live streaming when Smash Bros came out, and the moment that Shovel Knight, they just were playing with only assist trophies on high, so that they could find Shovel Knight. And Aww. when they, Shovel Knight came out, they all cheered. That's yeah. so cute. Very cute. That's, that's great. I, I'm so glad that he's part of that story now. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, yeah, this is kind of a bummer because this is uh, I think like one of the original deliverables from what that game promised to be, uh, which Shovel Knight is awesome. It plays awesome on Switch. You can buy the full collection, which has all of the DLC released so far, which are just big enough to not be full-on sequels, but feel kind of full-on sequel-y. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's not really like Hollow Knight 2, but they're, they're big enough. But Hollow Knight 2. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> Shovel Knight. I think it got delayed because they're afraid to launch against uh, Box Boy and Girl. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It must be it. That <laughs> like 2019's a biggest AAA mega franchise. <laughs> Game stores will be empty because everybody's oh too busy downloading it from the Yeah, e it's, it's weird to see how many games just moved out of the release radar yep. from that. Yep. They're all hiding. So, <laughs> really quickly, <laughs> if you're watching this on IGN.com on Thursday, this is should be out now. Yume Nikki Dream Diary is launching on Nintendo Switch. This is a reimagining of a 2004 cult horror classic. Um, this is a game that Chloe Rad, our previous uh, features editor here, one of our features editor, really, really loved. So that's why I want to mention it. I just want to huh. give it a shout out. Um, someone here really loved it. Check it out. It's weird. It's a weird game. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I want to play it. I think it's do, cool. Do you know what, what Yume, Yume Nikki translates to? I don't. What does it mean? Dream Diary. <laughs> Wait, so the, no, the title is Dream the Diary. Is called Dream Diary. Dream Diary. Really? What is it about? Amazing. It's about this diary. That okay, I understand okay. why they did that. Someone, someone did their they, homework on the bus. Okay, no, no. They kept Yume Nikki to appeal to people who know what this is, mm -hmm. but added Dream Diary to people who don't know Japanese. Yeah, there you go. So... I just thought it was Me, funny. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. really hilarious. I, I feel like I will. I will say. I feel like if you released a game that was just called Dream Diary, people would overlook it. What if you called it Dream Diary? Dream Diary. Then it'd <laughs> sell a million. Yeah. Or like it would Dream Diary. Dream Diary. X two. 
We talked dream a lot diary, about dream diary, dream diary, diary of dreams. <laughs> Any so, other weird Japanese games coming out? No, but there is another indie game that Tom wanted to put on here yeah. called Baba is You. Baba is You. And ba- that's coming out March 13th. This is it finally got a release date. Finally, finally, finally. If you're listening to this live then yesterday and I'm super excited about it. Baba is You is a puzzle game that has been kicking around like GDCs and events and has won all these IGF awards already. Uh, it's super clever and weird. I highly recommend you look up Baba Is You. Um, essentially, it's a very simple 2D game where the rules of the world are spelled out in little block letters on the screen. So there'll be three little blocks. One says Baba, and then the next says Is, and then the next says You. And that means this little character named Baba Is You. And then there'll be like, Wall Is Stop. And you can't go through walls, but if you push stop out of the way, then you can go through walls. Mm. Oh, and one will whoa. be like, flag is win. And so if you push, if you can't reach the flag, you can push like win over to wall. And so it's wall is win. And then you touch the wall and you win. And so, like, or you can make yourself the flag. Or you could do like flag is you. And then you're <laughs> controlling the flag or wall is you. And then you're controlling what? all of the walls on the map. What? Sounds great. Yeah. It's a very strange, weird game. And it's incredibly cool. There's, if you have a PC, there's a, uh, it started as a game jam game, so if you look up Baba is mm. You on itch.io, there's a free like 13 level version that you can try right now. That's like really it. It'll sell you. It's so cool. Oh, that's great. Tom, real quick, what is Baba? Baba is this little dude. He's a little four legged white little. Not guy. the Baba Yaga witch or anything. No, I don't think the so. Chicken leg. I don't think they go that dark. No, okay. How is Baba formed? <laughs> How is Baba? How is Baba formed? <laughs> So, also, really quick, I just wanted to mention this because I thought it was really funny, but uh, Bayonetta director Hideki Kamiya wants Bayonetta in Mortal Kombat 11. He tweeted, "Would Bay- <laughs> he tweeted Mortal Kombat cross Bayonetta. That's it? <laughs> yep. That's what he, so, I mean, do you guys think Bayonetta would even fit in as a Mortal Kombat character? Would Bayonetta actually in every happen? fighting game. Every, every fighting game. Every time somebody is like, I want to see this character in Mortal Kombat, my answer is always like, how willing are you to watch this character's heart get torn out? <laughs> well... And- uh, their brain exploded and their legs severed. Like it's like they just yeah. do heart. Like people are like, put Shaggy. In. Can't they do what they do in Wargroove, where like the dogs just run away <laughs> when they get beaten, like something like that? I mean, if Kamiya <laughs> wants it, Kamiya's down. Yeah, for sure. His head get ripped off. So, yeah. I mean, well, Ed Boon responded to him, and then Kamiya blocked him. <gasps> Wait, seriously? <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Okay, but if, it could happen. That's Kamiya's style on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yep. no. If you tweet something in English, you're blocked. Yeah. I love the idea of the Switch version of Mortal Kombat getting, like, Mario, <gasps> except he's the only character that just can't get fatality. And yeah. He runs away every time. I mean, yeah. when the Wii, Wii U launched, there was that Scribblenauts game that had Mario characters in it, and the entire premise of that game was that you could add adjectives to characters and items and change them. So you could be, like, giant zombie or, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, old well <laughs> and if you tried any of those words on any of the Mario characters, they just didn't work. No, because like Nintendo was like, didn't work. "No, you can't make old Luigi." And we're like, "Why? We want to see what he looks like." And they're like, "No, no, no." no, no. But yeah. Mario and friends are here, and deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that could totally work for Mortal Kombat. Non-canon, maybe. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing. So Piranha Plant just came out, and he got a or <laughs> it got too. It's so yes, good. It did. But um, he got a Palutena's guidance little Easter egg, which is when you go to Palutena's temple's pit, tap down. To down pot and a little cutscene will play and the it was announced that the new DLC characters will not be getting this little Easter egg. Yeah, they're like yeah, we're done working this art. They have to like create all the animations for Kirby already and the powers. They're like no. The Piranha Plant one was really long too. Yeah. <laughs> so really? It's a it's a bummer, but I understand. We should do a video of all of them. It's, yeah, we should. It's, it's still like we should do that. amazing to me that for every new character that comes out 
on the checklist of things that they have to figure out. One of them is what happens when Kirby eats him. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> awesome. And then then obviously when they add new characters to actually think about one day releasing uh, an amiibo. And in the case of uh, Piranha Plant, actually right now, I didn't bring him today, but uh, the three ice climbers, uh, <laughs> King K. Rule and um, and Piranha Plant came out, and ice climbers and and. Uh, Piranha Plant are probably two of my favorites. You almost like the entire lineup. You showed them the, to me so the other good. morning, and it, it almost gave me that like itch to oh, get no. back, to get back out there Don't in the streets. The pressure. Get those amoeba. They finally, <laughs> they're finally getting rid of those stupid see-through stands. Yep. Like they actually have poses that are designed so that they can stand on their own. So Piranha Plant in the pot, and then the ice climbers are actually hanging onto these like three pieces of jagged ice they're instead so cool. of these stupid see-through uh, clutch holders. Or K- it's really nice. K. Rule with his his like sultry point that he's doing is gross. Like golden belly button. Yeah, he's got this big gold yeah. belly sticking huh? out. It looks <laughs> awesome. They're so well done. Mm-hmm. So and they're making a snake. They are making a snake. That is a good one. Good snake. But hey, next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next week is Pokemon Day on February 27th. There's no such thing. Next week's show will air after this. So I wanted to tell everyone what's going on with that so you don't miss anything. Um, Build-A-Bear Pokemon bundles will be up to 30% off on February 25th to 27th. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm excited about this because Build-A-Bears are expensive. And if you messed up on Valentine's Day and still need to give a gift to someone, this is a good one. That's Uh, a little late, no? No, this totally. this is weird, but we have uh, the Super Mario Build a Bear at home, and one on on every month that my daughter is like a month older, we take a picture of her next to the Mario Bear, oh, and she started so off like this like sad little egg next to it, and now she's like big enough to smile and like put her hand on it and stuff like that. And then so. in sixty years, the Mario Bear's got like one eye hanging. Yeah, out we're actually thinking like, about doing that for the mm-hmm. rest of her life. We're like she's married, and I'm like, here's the bear. And she's like, stop it, a, Dad. I have a friend who still has her original stuffed animal. It's called Puffy, and it's like a platypus with no arms it is the like rattiest old like the stuffing is just somehow inexplicably gone oh my god looking forward to what that'll look like yeah yeah it's not gonna be good so we're also getting a new collection of clothes for pokemoncenter.com um there's going to be a streetwear collab for 10 dot deep and there are going to be trade and play events for pokemon tcg which is a trading card game between the 23rd and the 24th at most game stops and some best buys and EB, eb games so you can go to these events and play pokemon cards get booster packs get some free goodies it's just a community events hosted at game stores are you going to do this i mean i want some free stuff maybe I don't know. Leaving my house is hard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, also, if you do want to stay at home, Twitch is going to marathon uh, Pokemon all day on February 27th. Yeah, that's it's a good a list. TV show? Yeah. What about a direct, yeah. Casey? And movies. Um, we get a we don't direct? know if we're going to get a Pokemon direct. But uh, Treehouse will be at the Nintendo store for Pokemon Day. Like, uh, on different days all month, actually. Ooh. So, I don't know. Hopefully something will happen. I'm not I'm not trying to get your hopes up. Don't listen to us. What do you think the, like, the likely... <laughs> Hood is the likelihood. Yeah, the likelihood is uh, percent point point something uh, percent. Making her commit like there's that. a fifteen percent chance of rain. Oh, oh wow, that's <laughs> not great. <laughs> okay, Could so then. expectations are low, but you never know. So hey, last week um, Nintendo Direct announced a bunch of demos that are available now, as well as a new game, Tetris yes. ninety nine. And I know you guys have played some of them. There's Yoshi's Crafted World and Damon X Machina, and then Tetris ninety nine. Like I mentioned before. Uh, let's start out with Yoshi's Crafted World. What oh, man. What do you think? I really, really like it. Yeah, I, it's uh, not by any means 
Are you downloading it right oh, now? I got them all. Oh, good. <laughs> yep, yeah, me too. Uh, this is the demo, at least, that is available right now on Nintendo Switch. Um, we're Does seeing not some, have that. We're, yeah, we're seeing some other levels here. Um, it is very much not a challenging platforming game. The level there is available right now is way more uh, collection-based. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like a 3D platformer in a 2D space. It's really smart because it's a side-scroller, but there are multiple planes that you can, A, kick back and forth to, and B, target with your eggs. Um, if you played Yoshi games in the past... That guy's are so shy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, if you played the Yoshi games in the past, you probably know that uh, they always start off like brutally easy <laughs> like brutally yeah. it is it is it is ridiculously easy yeah. but then if you keep going uh the challenge really starts to unfold and 100%ing them becomes like this actual you know yeah. pretty uh laborious thing so it's cool that the this demo showed off some of those elements uh the demo uh basically stars Yoshi um, I believe you can play it in co-op and you can play through the entire level one way, and then it'll flip around, and you can play it backwards and collect mm -hmm. different things, um, such as poochies, or you can hit cows and stuff like that. Uh, I 100% of this demo, and I, I I wanted more. I couldn't wait for it. Um, I'm I'm really into this game. When I played this game, I felt like it was just a Yoshi being mean to shy guy simulator. Because <laughs> I mean, it's just shy guys like hanging out, shy guys kissing, yep. shy guys sitting down looking at flowers, and it's like stomp on their head <laughs> and yeah. hit them with eggs. Yeah. It also um, instructs you. To, to hit cows with your eggs yep. in the background. Paper like, Yoshi, cows. Why did, when did Yoshi become such a jerk? Yeah, he's a hater. Those aren't real. That's those, true. That's all paper They're real crowns. in Yoshi's crafted world. Mm. <laughs> um, well, that, but I, I do like the uh, the depth of field elements that you I can do throw, too. Uh, it's also really pretty. Eggs to the yeah. front and the back and then there's a juggling element too. Have you noticed when you hit one of the back elements it says one hit oh. and you can pelt another egg at it and you get two hits. So oh, there's cool. like combo scores or something. Mm. I really like the... Um, when you're targeting, I I never really in, in in the old Yoshi games really liked the the egg aiming thing where it just kind of like swings up and down. This one uses HD rumble, mm -hmm. and so when you move the cursor over like, like the line, you're supposed to, you feel this like, tiny little. It's really it's really satisfying, and so it makes it makes aiming eggs and harassing shy guys on dates. Super fun. But I love all the I love the backside stuff when you see like the front, somebody carefully crafted something, and then you go to the back and you see the little stickers from yeah. when somebody bought it or, or, or the ingredients. The and, weird, yeah. like real world almost Pikmin-esque element in it. Like the I train is made the, up yeah. of a like a can. The right? train, yeah. one of the cans on the train is one of those like Japanese, it's like coffee. a non-brand Jap yeah, yeah, Japanese coffee things like, <laughs> that you get from uh like Tokyo vending machines. Mm -hmm. And it's like the black boss coffee or whatever. Oh, that's like, but it's like covered in duct tape Sugi. so you don't see the logo. Boss. Yeah, it's and I love those things, so it's so cool. Yeah, I really like this game. You get so to play it yet? Oh no, not, not yet. Okay. yet. But I'm Gotta very excited. I like the the going in and out of like the dimensions part of it because I'm glad that this is adding a bit of a twist. Sometimes these like crafted or paper or yarn versions feel just a little too derivative. Yeah. And this one looks like it's doing some interesting things. So I'm excited to still play the demo. So overall, positive response to Yoshi's Crafted World. Definitely. And Let's talk. And Ryan, Ryan played yes. it some more, oh, too. and he did write he, a full preview of he it. He said, yeah, so look that up on IGN. But he said, like, the levels he played were very easy, and he's hoping the challenge ramps up. Right. If yep. you beat the demo, it kicks into a short video that shows you a variety of other mm -hmm. levels you can play that look a little more challenging. So hope that happens. Yep. So what did you guys think about Damon X Machina, a game that we've never played before that's entirely new? I know Zach isn't here, but I know he doesn't like it. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, so, start so, things off on a yeah. positive note. And you know, doesn't like it. You got to put an asterisk and say yes. so far, right? It's Obviously, the demo. we only played one part. Um, 
I didn't think it was a very good demo because it feels slow. Yeah. Like that, that, I, and I think that's a takeaway for a lot of players. Like, there's clearly interesting stuff there. You know, this team knows mechs. And uh, I like the art style. And I like a lot about it. But when I was playing it, I wasn't having that much fun. I just kind of felt, it felt slow. Mm. Um, I definitely yeah. think it feels a little bit clunky. But I'm mm -hmm. willing to attribute that more to myself than the game at the moment. Mm -hmm. You think I you made it clunky? No. Well, I haven't been able to play it that often. So uh -huh. I'm not entirely attuned to the controls. Yeah. So me getting used to the controls of any game will feel clunky. So I feel like it's one of those things as they fine tune it, as I get used to how everything works, it'll feel better as time goes on. Yeah. Clunky, um, clunky and slow are also criticisms that they're probably looking for right now. Like mm -hmm. if this is a very <laughs> feedback heavy demo, yes. this is those are the types of things that they can tweak and they can yeah. change and they can try to improve. Yep. Whereas just being like, this game is bad is like not yeah. No, would you be worse for them. You totally nailed it because they specifically are soliciting feedback. Yes, and so like, if we sound negative or we sound overly critical, I think it's like that's they're actually looking for people to go like mm -hmm. make this like they, this. Or they like, are sending out a survey to everyone's email who plays the demo or most, mm -hmm. and if not, they invited everyone to tweet them mm -hmm. their suggestions. Yeah, there's um, it, it's like when you play Starlink. The ships feel right. Yeah. When I started to play this, I'm like, mm, not loving this right now. But but again, like, there's obviously a lot more to this game, and you know, hopefully there are upgrades uh, to to the mechs that give you more speed, or maybe they'll tweak it. Um, just you know, I like Damon. <laughs> I like Machinas. Yeah. I, I wasn't feeling this yet. I got. I'll play the demo again and see if anything I clicks. I love now, how many customization options there are. Right. You can change. Right. Everything down to the person who's piloting the mech and the mech itself. You can change the heads, the body, the arm. You can add details. You can change the colors. You can make custom robo. You can't. You can't. You can't give him a shaved haircut though. I was pretty. Um, and about then you that. can also augment your person. Like you can augment their eyes to have better like targeting sensors, and it changes the physical way that your eyes look. I think there's a lot of really cool concepts in the game, and even though it did, the combat even felt a little bit clunky at this time. I honestly kind of like that. Yeah. It actually kind of reminds me of um, like a Zoids game I used to play on the GameCube called Zoids Battle Legacy. It, and it, I Wait, like, you played that? I love that I've game. never met anyone who I played that. I 100% of that game. I got all of the best attachments for all of my Zoids and they were amazing what and super great. What made you do great. that? I just, I like Zoids and I like mech games and it was, I just like doing that kind of stuff. I've never met any, we had that game in the office. And I Man. played it and said, I don't think I'll ever meet anybody who's played this <laughs> no, game. No, I loved it. And I That's also great. love Zoids. I got I would get models from Japan shipped to me and just build them with the Japanese instructions. Zoids the one with the, like the, the robot cats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. played that you game too then. Liger and Shadow Fox yeah. and Command. Oh, Liger. Wolf. I remember that. You get different guns for them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I played uh, that game too. Yep. Sorry, Pat. So, Zoids. Zoids. So anyway, I like mechs. I think they're cool. I like customizing my mechs. I like flying around in them and shooting things. Yeah, robots are cool. I hope yeah. this game comes together. Robots are neat. I like it. I think it looks cool. Yep, yep. Um, Give them feedback. Play it. Yes. If you agree with us, tell them the same thing, and then mm -hmm. uh, hopefully somebody will put some. Honestly, my biggest complaint about this game is that when Thanks. going through the menus to look at your customization options, instead of just showing you the text, it like is typed out. So it types out slower than I can read it. And oh. that is my biggest complaint, yeah. is that going through the menu to try and customize my mech is slow mm. because of that. Tweet them. Yeah. Yep. Like, hey, man, change your text. But no, hey, what about Tetris 99? 
Man, that this is, is a game that is totally out for that Nintendo Online subscribers. What an, what an utterly humbling experience this game. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this game. Uh -huh. uh, this is a nice surprise, and I think it's it's sort of uh, it, it's making the uh, routinely mediocre experience of Nintendo Online this the gathering of. Um, okay things. <laughs> well, of classy, like uh, it a was little bit a better. virtual console and this is yeah. the first original new game. Yeah, it. this is this is a Nintendo yeah. Online exclusive game. Uh, it is a battle royale game about Tetris where yeah. 99 people play Tetris at the same time and they're all targeting each other and knocking down blocks and lines and it's like really smart. It's really fun. There's not a lot there, but what's there is is great. So I like it a lot. So I, I mean, from the get-go, it feels like a piece of a Tetris game, right? Um, like Seriously if you there. if you go back, if you play uh, Tetris on the DS, uh, no pun intended, uh, Tetris on the DS had a ten-player online multiplayer mode that actually had that little element where the top screen showed your opponent. So you yeah. you you had that kind of mini view. This one takes that concept and puts it like makes it really like battle royale like in that there are 98 opponents all these tiny screens all over and you can target whom you send your junk blocks to so that's um you know it's something that's been in a lot of tetris games to like pick uh, or puyo games to pick whom you want to give the gift of junk and this, <laughs> this game though and and this is my my one piece of crit criticism it's like if you're unlucky it's over yeah like yeah. Yeah, and maybe that happens in other battle royale games too. If you're hiding behind the right, the the wrong bush, and there are like ten enemies, you're dead. And there's an it, element of chance there. Or that's if you're, a funny part. Yeah. Or if you're playing with a controller with a terrible D-pad, as I discovered. Yeah, like most pro controllers. Yeah. yeah. So man, if if you're playing on the pro controller and you're using the insta drop D-pad up on the D-pad, and you're accidentally doing this, go into the the switch menus and do a test of your controller and go left, right, left, right, left, right on your D-pad because you may have one of the early controllers that have that issue. I have two of them. Where it registers <laughs> up instead of yeah. left right sometimes. Yep. Yeah. It's, wow. it's never been an issue before in all the 2D platformers and Metroidvanias I've played on Switch, which there are thousands. Um, and this is... Because this you is won't detect it. Usually yeah. it's like you look, maybe you look up for a second, but it doesn't cause and any it's issues. And like, it's so frustrating. It, it, it straight up, It straight up kills you. Um, yeah. And this is so frustrating when you're like, like I said, there's so much I love about this game. When there's like, uh, you start with 99 players and when it goes into like 50 it goes like and it starts the the music speeds up and it's so fun like it just gets really frantic and you start moving it around makes me and you get so better. nervous but even at the beginning i'm already nervous yeah me that. too yeah. well you get into this sort of like zen like rhythm like it could like tetris mm -hmm. but then you hit left on the d-pad and it automatically drops your like this big stupid like square in the middle of your map and you're like <laughs> that's exactly what happened yeah you're like, right how am i supposed middle, to work like, around right this over where i was yeah. waiting for it's so bad so you, I mean, obviously you can you can use the Joy-Con even yeah. a single sideways, and you can't really you don't really have directional control like whom you want to target. You can like set yeah. it to go against attackers and stuff. Like you need that that stick for it. Right? I just did the t I just took my Joy Cons out and put them in a grip and played like the, that. Otherwise, yeah. the Nintendo Online controllers, the the NES controllers are pretty good. Those have good D pads. But you can't use the stick to target right. people, yeah. right? So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's um, not as it's easy to use. But yeah, maybe really just use. And we like what's it. what's yeah. your what's everyone's like record? Like, have, uh, have you gotten low. eight? Oh. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. I got eight. I got eleven. That yeah. was the best. Yeah. I've I got to twenty-six yesterday, and I lost because of the upbeat, and I just quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, have a we have a full review of Tetris ninety-nine too. Oh cool. Oh nice. Yep. I will say I do I do. It's free right now. I do want to see. 
I'm going to get hell for this, but I, I want to see some more cosmetic options. Um, I would love like an 8-bit skin with like the old school music and stuff like that, I, which I'm sure they'll sell me. I, I don't think you'll <laughs> get this. I think this is a standalone multiplayer mode that maybe in the future will get a bigger Tetris release again, which will include a Battle Royale mode like this. Like so it, how are they making money it, off of this? It, They're it, subsidizing off the Nintendo Online I say, like everybody's talking about this game right now. And, and you people, need Nintendo Online? Like, yeah. yeah. I saw somebody post in our review. Uh, I, I, I read, this sounds awesome. I tried to download it, but you have to have a subscriptions like yes that you have to yeah. be a subscriber to nintendo I, I, online I this, this is your perk i said a similar thing last week i think this is 100 just a marketing vehicle yep. for nintendo online and i would not be surprised if it never gets another update and it's streamer friendly it's like you know you can imagine certain youtubers freaking out when they get beaten and making for some entertaining <laughs> i noticed right? it's 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 in like the top 10 or 12 on twitch which Whoa, is like two of the biggest games being streamed in the world right now are games we didn't watch. know about two weeks but, ago yeah, but yeah. it's fun to watch when somebody does really well yeah. with this game and it's fun to watch somebody get frustrated because they accidentally <laughs> drop a giant. Like I said, it's like really humbling because I didn't know what like T spins mm -hmm. were and all. There's all this high level Tetris stuff where I'm just like, whoa, that's insane. So that's I mean, we should mention that. Um, obviously, when you do a Tetris, when you do a full line and clear all four lines, um, you're sending more junk blocks to your opponents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there also there's a T spin move where you like if you fit a piece by spinning it into a gap, you actually clear like the lines you clear, you get a bonus too. You sent more junk your opponent's oh. way. So there are, um, if you go to the IGN wiki for Tetris 99, there there's some tips on how to maximize the pain for your opponents, whoever they may be. Pair with the hot tips. That's right. So, hey, we're almost out of time, but I really wanted to get to this question because I really love Midori's Mask and this question mentions it. <laughs> so this is question block. We have one question and it's from <laughs> Agent Smith. And he says, with so many Zelda remakes throughout the years, is it, is it ever worth it to play the original game first and try the remake? Some of us didn't grow up with Zelda, so we miss out on the nostalgia. For example, I'm currently playing Majora's Mask on Virtual Console because I like the creepy art style more than the remakes. But I intend to play the 3DS remake if I end up liking the game enough. Is this a good or bad idea? And what do you re recommend for people that intend to play Link's Awakening? Play the old version or wait for the remake or both? Ooh. I, I mean, f first of all, for Link's Awakening, I would say play the remake first and then go back because sometimes it's really fun to discover the demake. Like, you know, like for, for people who have experienced a game like Mario Galaxy or, you know, uh, Odyssey first, or even Sunshine, to go back to the origi original games and see the 2D sprites is always super fun to mm -hmm. see, like, where it came from. And I think with L Link's Awakening, I do think... I do think there'll be some really interesting upgrades that make this kind of color-limited game a little bit more fun to play, and then you can go back and experience it. The thing about Majora's Max, Max that he says, that's a stylistic change, right? The 3DS version, I think, is a better game. It is more streamlined. The, the original N64 game had the most horrid save system. It is a painful save system. Okay, look. And they <laughs> and they upgrade the bomber's notebook. They have some upgrades that are quality of life improvements that make that game better. Just like Wind Waker. Yeah. The so fast sale helped the game. It looks a lot better. The save system is a lot more forgiving and better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the bomber's notebook is more detailed, which helps you with your side quests. This yeah. is better. But they changed a lot of other things that objectively made this game worse. Okay, you, you got to <laughs> talk about that. What is that? So they... So one of the first things you do when you get the Zora mask and Majora's mask is go into the water and swim. And it's an incredibly fun mechanic because you can like jump around in and out of the spin. water. You can do spins. Yeah. You can jump around like a dolphin. It's really cool. It's really fun. You can spend a long time just experimenting with this movement style. And I guess they thought this was too difficult for people to do. <laughs> so in the remake, they made it so Zora Link 
swims at an incredibly slow pace and to do that fast Zora swim movement, you have to expend magic. But at the same time, there isn't a whole lot of magic under the water in the Great Bay because mm. that mechanic didn't originally exist. Mm. I see. So, yeah, I do remember that change. So that is less fun. And then at the same time, like there are moments in the game where you are forced to use that kind of movement where you're moving fast to traverse through like difficult paths under a timer but you haven't had the time to experiment with it because it mm. expends magic. So you don't play with it like you did before. Interesting. And at the same time, they kind of stunted Deku Link's movement as well so that the way he hops on water is slower. Like you have bloop, to like... Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, you have to like pick up um, <laughs> momentum to get it. And the what I used to do in the old game is to do the spin attack and that would carry the momentum forward, but yep. they took that out of the new game. So, so getting around the swamp is considerably more difficult and annoying. And in the, the new one. Uh, in the new one, yes. Yeah. It's, it's bad. And they also changed the bosses so that they all have very obvious weak points now. Mm -hmm. and, and they give Link a gun, which is weird. Yeah, no. But <laughs> the entire game but is upside in, down. In some, of the, in some of the bosses, this works, but for example, like... Um, don't spoil it for Agent Smith Gosh, now. You, I don't you can know, make man. up a name. Well, like so, so I, just, I just won't say, but anyway, they, they changed a lot to try and make it easier, I think, but in doing so, made it worse. And so, I know the save system was very punishing was in the awful. first game, yeah. but you had to play a song that would go back to the first day in a cycle of three, and that was the only way to save. You could also save using the owl statues, but that made you quit the game. Yeah, there was no there was um, no interrupt save yeah. the way so you wanted the it. The interrupt yeah. save in the remake is a lot better for a handheld system, and it was necessary. The bomber's notebook was an, another great addition, but the other things that they changed, I feel like, was unnecessary and made it less fun. Mm -hmm. so, so, so here's my question with this, though, then. Because that's all totally valid feedback. The difference between the Majora's Mask remake and the Link's Awakening remake, in my mm -hmm. mind, is that Majora's Mask to Majora's Mask 3D was, mm -hmm. they were very similar, whereas this is like a completely new game as yes. far as looks they're, and, they're yeah. very different. and creation. So in that case, what do you, what would you recommend? Well, would you go original or wait for the remake to piggyback on that too i think a lot of your qualms with uh the remake are based on the fact that you put a significant amount of time in yeah the you first played one. the other one first and so you have a nostalgia for the way certain things unfold and the way certain mechanics work um but if you were removed to have never played either of those things which is hard it's like i men in black yeah. wipe your brain right and you come in and i'm like i would get to the swamp and be incredibly frustrated with how annoying jumping across the lily pads is i didn't encounter that Fair point. Really? So I, I, yeah, I played through both the original and the remake, and like I didn't encounter that annoyance. I don't know. I just um, felt really slow. And I was like, this area. can't be the way I. But Deku Shrub Link is uh, Scrub Link is my least favorite thing about the game too. I always hated being the little bush. Yeah. See, my thing is like Link's Awakening is four dollars right now, and I think there's a fifty percent off deal through oh, my mm. Nintendo. So it's like. It's less than a coffee to bite the bullet and check it out and uh, just to have an idea of what it's like. And then you have it on hand for when the new one comes out. And uh, it's weirdly like 
this is a game that Nintendo has never really re-released. It was originally released in, in black and white or puke green. Um, <laughs> and then it got a color version like five or six years later. And then didn't come to any virtual consoles or anything. Never really got ported. Um, it was playable through backwards compatibility through yeah. their whole Game Boy line. line. But uh, it came to 3DS. And that's it. And that's just the DX version. So. so what I'm actually hearing is, so you're recommending getting it just because it's cheap. And like hopefully there'll be some significant changes. Like I'm, I'm sure they're not going to do the forest the same way. It was so easy to get lost in Link's Awakening. It, I don't right? think they're going to yeah. mess with the structure that? too much. I think a lot of what we're going to see change are quality of life stuff. In yeah. Link's Awakening, there's this, uh, and Skyward Sword did this too. Item swapping, or, all of that. That, stuff, and every yeah. time you picked up a, like a rupee in Skyward Sword, mm -hmm. they're like, you got a rupee. A rupee yeah. is money in Hyrule. <laughs> you can save up money. And, buy, and like every, you could be yeah. five minutes from the end of the game. And they're like, you got a rupee. A rupee is money. And you're like, shut up. Uh, Link's Awakening did the same thing where like there's no Triforce in that game, but there's a, a triangle, a powerful triangle shaped item that you got as a drop from enemies. And every single time they got it, they're like, you got the Triforce of power. You can make your sword really strong mm -hmm. and go around and fight all the guys. They tell you that every single time. So I don't know, maybe telling you that once or twice in the remake would be like, you know, speeding things up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. And obviously the, the button thing, which we've already confirmed because if you watch the footage, he's holding a sword, a shield, and jumping at the same time. That's right. And in the original version, you could only assign two of those things because it was a two-button game. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to, to clean up there. Like I said, though, and again, I'm biased, but I replayed this game over the weekend. I totally think it still holds up. I think it's like the one of the best 2D Zelda games ever made, um, and it's worth 2 to $4 to check out right so now. The so the panel is divided. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I wanted to tirade about Majora's Mask. No, I still think the remake is it. a good game. I can't believe you hate that game. It's so but. great. It's my favorite. Majora's Mask is my favorite game for those of you guys who don't know. I favorite really love time. it. Yeah, it's my number one favorite game. Um, <laughs> but no dragon. I mean, there's like there's Volvania in, that game? in Ocarina of Time, That's which Ocarina isn't in Majora's Mask. Yeah, okay. uh, there's a big, big moon face, though. Uh, there's, yeah. uh, there are Dodongos. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That's a dragon. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I guess... Some remakes like are similar enough that it doesn't matter which one you play. It's just whatever is easier to access. But others are going to be really different, like Link's Awakening. So just look up on that specific game and see maybe what other people have said about it and choose mm -hmm. based on that. Yeah. And if you play exactly. the original Good now, Good enough. be a fan like Brian and then get excited for the remake. Exactly. exactly. Right. Do that. So that is all the time we had today. We actually went a little bit over. I hope that's all right with you guys. But thank you so much for watching again. This is Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. You can catch us on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. and on YouTube every Friday also at 3 p.m. And remember, NBC is the only place you can get the, get thing. the thing. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, I didn't know there was this much passion for um, Majora's Mask.